It hit that point of being old where, like, if I lay my legs out straight for too long, they start to, like, go concave. And then, like, all my joints are like, we give up and everything just kind of collapses. How old are you? 31. You're good. I had an old bitch with concave joints. But that's the end of the song? Yeah. That's as far as I got right now. fucking with you hello and welcome <laughs> we are the ladies of strange i'm ashley i'm tiffany and i'm rebecca thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history mystery and theory of all things questionable odd and eerie what music video was that from uh, i don't remember fuck hi guys <laughs> <laughs> we're not going on a mandy Moore tangent tiffany in my pocket okay hi guys <laughs> happy day i have day. to have a no phones on the table rule no. We're just going to have to have a rule where you know who people are when they're national treasures. I anyway. um, I don't know many things. Pop culture. Pop culture. Pop culture. She doesn't know Paw Patrol. She doesn't know Mandy Moore. How are those related? Because those are very pivotal. Pivoted at all? Pivoted at all. Mm-hmm. Moments in my life. My childhood. My son's childhood. Okay. Um... Are we learning about Mandy Moore today? Uh, we're, yes. Oh, let me change pull up IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> she is not questionable, odd, or eerie. She is perfection. I don't think Mandy Moore is in my story, but we'll find out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, are you, what are you? I am thoroughly intrigued now. <laughs> you know, shit happens. So, me and notes have issues. <laughs> In case you guys haven't noticed after 55 episodes. So, here's the deal. Whenever we got that text that said expletive F U C K That's what the text said. So Rebecca goes, I'm not gonna say this because it'll just make her angry. But she's been pushing us to use Google Docs for a while now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the only thing that went through my head. <laughs> But I also, I don't like putting them in there until they're done because I don't trust you bitches. I don't look at your I don't, stuff and Tiffany doesn't know how it works. You also don't eat ice cream, Tiffany, so I don't want to hear it. Your ice cream's downstairs, but It way. is. I don't know. I just, I'm, 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 I'm protective. But anyway, so I, we're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> IT deleted my Word document, but it's fine. I was wondering why your notes were extra thin when I picked them up. Well, they're downstairs. They're double-sided. Oh, okay. Never mind then. But um, we got it. It's fine. But it's a fine. computer is virus free now. So. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, don't sneak into my office and just touch my computer next time. That'd be great. Do you give him an earful? <clears throat> no, because I shouldn't have been researching <laughs> at my actual job. But, you know, shit happens. But anyway, we are going to be learning about the Chateau Marmont. Uh, Ooh. Thank you. That's the reaction I was looking for. Not... Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, well, you said chateau, and Georgia girl over here was like chateau alone. There's more than one type of chateau. There's but a the Backstreet only... Boys song called Chateau. There it is. Chateau Alon's the only one we have in Georgia, though, right? Um. Anyway, Chateau Marmont is a hotel located at eight two two one Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. Ooh. 
The hotel was designed by architect Arnold A. Weitzman and William Douglas Lee and was completed in 1921. It has 63 rooms, suites, and cottages. Oh, <laughs> today's date. I was like, and 10-5, what? As of October 15th, rooms will cost you anywhere from 350 to $780 per night, assuming that it's not blacked out. What? No. Oh, that's not bad for that area. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> what? We went on our honeymoon and we were looking at places in Savannah and finally we were like, how about we spend our money on food and activities and rent like a $50 a night hotel? Yep. Yeah, $700 a night. Did you hear the area you listed? Yeah, and I really have no desire to go. But, you know, I guess it's not for everyone. In 1926, Fred Horowitz, a prominent attorney, chose the site at Marmont Lane and Sunset Boulevard to construct an apartment building. Horowitz had recently traveled to Europe for inspiration and returned to California with photos of a gothic chateau along the Lori River. Oh, fancy. Wee oui, wee. Oui. In 1927, he commissioned his brother-in-law, brother-in-law, <laughs> his brother-in-law, his brother-in-law and architect Arnold Weitzman to design a seven-story L-shaped building based on his photos from his time in France. When deciding upon a name for the building, Chateau Sunset and Chateau Hollywood were rejected in favor of Chateau Marmont, a name conceived by the small street running across the front of the property. And it's located off Sunset Boulevard. Weird. You know. Geography. (laughs) (laughs) In February of 1929, it opened its doors to the public as the newest residence of Hollywood. The local newspaper described the chateau as, quote, Los Angeles' newest, finest, and most exclusive apartment house. Superbly situated close enough to active businesses to be accessible and far enough away to ensure quiet and privacy. So it's like the suburbs. Yeah, but you didn't have that in L.A. Not at that time. I mean, still now in L.A., you definitely don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's like sardines. <laughs> saline and sardines. Oh, my God. <laughs> saline and sardines. Yeah, saline breast implants. Okay. Silicone. They do saline. They too. do saline, they do too. Saline I too. just wanted to make sure. Susan, Which one looks more natural? Saline. Okay. Well, do your field research and come back to us with an answer. I personally know someone with saline, so... Can I touch her boobs just for research purposes? You've touched her boobs before. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> this is strictly research, ma'am. Let me put on my blue gloves. Um, Consent is sexy, y'all. It yes, really it is. is. That's why I asked. <laughs> this is strictly for research. You can close but your it, eyes if you'd like. But it is. I would like to know. <laughs> Due to the high rent and inability to keep tenants for long-term commitments during the Great Depression, the apartment complex was sold in 1931 to Albert Smith, co-founder of Vitagraph Studios for $750,000 in cash, equivalent to $12,360,000. In cash? Jesus. I want to be a baller, baller, shot caller, running my company, Vitagraph. (laughs) (laughs) You've missed your calling. (laughs) I'm I'm aware. I could have cash, like 20s of dollars, (laughs) if I had jumped on that bag. 20-inch blades on the Impala when he got $20 bills. $20 bills. $21 bills for the ice cream truck. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> After he purchased the building, he converted it into a hotel, an investment which benefited from the 1932 Summer Olympics, which were hosted in Los Angeles. Ooh, ah, Ooh. businessman. I didn't know we've hosted two Olympics. Wait. <laughs> what do you mean two? There like, was the Atlanta Olympics. Oh, honey. There's been a lot more than two. In the U.S.? Yes. I thought they did them like all over the world. They, yeah, do. they do. But there's only so many countries and most other countries only have a very small amount of places that can handle that many people. How many times have they been in the U.S. before you make me feel like a super dumbass for being shocked by two? And if it turns out to be like three or four, I'm going to like slap both you bitches. It's more than two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Technically eight times. The winter games have been four and the summer games have been four. Okay, summer games have been four. I said if it was three or four, I was coming to slap you bitches. So Los Angeles, Atlanta. I don't know. Why are you asking so many questions? This is not about the Olympics. Los Angeles, Atlanta, Salt Lake City, and oh, almost five because it's coming back to LA in 2028, baby. Still getting a slap. It's been eight times. That is not three or four. I said summer. Keep going. Keep going with your whatever. Keep going. Oh, honey. Are you done with your moment? <laughs> Fine. Send Tiffany all of the Olympics themed gifts, please. <laughs> all of them, preferably of the Americas. <laughs> <laughs> North Americas. <laughs> North Americas. All right. From 1942 to 1963, the chateau was owned by Erwin Perfect. Brett Tower. Oh, you weren't done. Brett Tower. <laughs> Yep. I think it's Bretower. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> Something's telling me you're wrong. Bretower. A German banker who had funded films in Germany and was noted for allowing black guests, breaking the long-standing color line in Hollywood and Beverly Hills hotels. Oh, good job, sir. Designed and constructed to be earthquake poof. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Does that mean it show. disappears when there's an earthquake? <laughs> no. Unlike most places in Los Angeles, this one is not earthquake poof. It is earthquake proof. <laughs> and it survived major earthquakes in 33, 53, 71, 87, and 1994 without sustaining any major structural damage. Cool beans. Bravo. Um, yeah. And to have been built in the 20s? Pretty impressive. Business was good for the hotel, although by the 1960s, the building was in disrepair and the owners attempted to sell it multiple times. News articles about the hotel from the 60s and 70s described it as an elderly castle, dowdy hotel, run down, and shabby genteel. Ooh, shabby Ooh. genteel. Can that be, when I get old, can that be my nickname? I was going to take a page from True Crime Obsessed and be like, that's my drag name. Right? <laughs> Yes. Oh, Shabby Gentile. I'm just going to come in out and like slap together saloon girl outfits. Yeah. Like a Shabby Gentile. Oh, damn. <laughs> Finally, after sitting on the market for two years, the chateau was sold in 1975 to Raymond Sarlot and Carl Contagarian, a real estate <laughs> development firm for $1.1 million. Okay. Um, they repaired and upgraded many elements of the hotel, but tried to stay true to the hotel's original character and history. In 1976, it was named a Los Angeles Historical Cultural Monument. The hotel is now known as both a long and short-term resident for celebrities, historically populated by people on their way up or on their way down. 
as well as a home for New Yorkers in Hollywood. Do you have any uh, examples of celebrities? Mayhap. <laughs> the hotel's reputation as the place to go to misbehave dates back to the days of the motion picture code of the 1930s and the purity seal of 1934. The code specified not only what could and couldn't be shown on screen, but also its expectations of a star's behavior off camera, which obviously that works. That doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Studios would rent apartments and rooms for the express purpose of having someplace safe for their stars to engage in whatever, quote, nasty little habits they may have had. Oh, shit. So basically it was like Chateau was like this veil of secrecy. Like what happens at the Chateau stays at the Chateau. All right. And now I'm just imagining Tiffany calling her Starbucks her nasty little habit. <laughs> oh, shit. And going and drinking it in her Chateau. I will, I, when they ask for my name, I'm be like, Shabby Gentile. <laughs> They'll be like, excuse me, ma'am? I need a grande pumpkin spice latte for shabby genteel. Mm-hmm. It's it's my nasty little habit. It's fine. But you have to take reusable shiplap cup. Okay. <laughs> Down. A famous example of the nasty little habits it was the head of Columbia Picture telling two of its, quote, randiest young stars, if you must get in trouble, do it at Chateau. Um, with its, uh, with its outward experience experience appearance of a castle or a gothic fort combined with his residential past incredibly thick walls discreet entry and highly protective staff who treated guests like members of the family the chateau became the ideal hideout breaking the code of discretion can get people banned so it would be entirely impossible to chronicle every misdeemed or sad story that's ever gone down at the chateau Um, a lot of stories now have kind of been considered hearsay but here are some of the stories Oh, I love this. Tell me all the bad stuff. Uh, Howard Hughes was caught multiple times spying on women at the Chateau Pool using prison binoculars from his always specially requested room. So he always requested a room that had a perfect view of the pool and got caught multiple times. That's creepy. Yeah, but you know. It's the 60s. What happens at the Chateau stays at the Chateau. Unless you're looking at my nanas and then your eyeballs are going to be staying at the Chateau. It's widely said that F. Scott Fitzgerald had a heart attack at the Chateau in the late 1930s, but it actually happened across the street at the drugstore while he was buying a pack of cigarettes. And then he was going to go back and look at the nanas. No, F. Scott Fitzgerald, not Howard Hughes. I know. I was trying to, I mean, I was trying to make a bad joke. Fitzgerald might like nanas, but he had a heart attack, so karma got him first. <laughs> Um, in 1952, writer-director Nicholas Ray moved into a bungalow after finding his second wife, actress Gloria Graham, in bed with his 13-year-old son <gasps> from a no. previous marriage. No! Ew. He rebounded quickly with stars like Joan Crawford, Marilyn Monroe, Jane Mansfield, and Zaza Gabor. You do you, boo. Right? Just, you know, with consent and legal age, please. Not long after he got his studio pitch for Rebel Without a Cause approved and began meeting actors and screenwriters, he met James Dean. Then (gasps) you got really excited. (laughs) I did. I Nope. Keep going. Okay. (laughs) All right. So he met James Dean. Then writer Stuart Stern entered the mix and began working on the screenplay. Ray was big on entertaining industry folks in his bungalow and hosted Sunday gatherings where Dean, Dennis Hopper, and other actors would often show up. 
As the movie's script progressed, Ray started to use his bungalow as a rehearsal space. In 1955, James Dean supposedly jumped through a window to audition for Rebel Without a Cause. So he jumped through the window of his bungalow at the as chateau? part of his audition. Yeah. That's cool. Um, no. <laughs> it is. James Dean, man. James Dean is a bad A. Until he tried to drive and then that got him. So, you know, <laughs> a lot of bad A's have gone out that way. Paul Walker. R.I.P. There are a few stories, or probably just one story that's gotten mixed up over time, about Jim Morrison of The Doors having a pretty rough time getting in or out of the building. He supposedly jumped off either a roof or a terrace, but was so high he walked away fine. (laughs) (laughs) He just jumped off the roof and was like, no, I'm good. My brain went two different directions. I was like, oh, wait a second. Oh. He wasn't so highly elevated. (laughs) Yes, that is what went through my head. Yes. (laughs) He was just at the perfect height. He was like a cat. Yes. Well, he also supposedly spent the eight of his ninth lives falling from a drain pipe that he was trying to swing from off of the roof. (laughs) What drugs were he on? Yes. (laughs) Do you not know many stories about Jim Morrison? No, I don't. Oh, honey. So, yes. Yes. Bette Davis almost burned down the hotel twice. <laughs> in 1958, she fell asleep in her bungalow while watching one of her own movies and lit the room on fire with her cigarette. That's how I'm going to go, even though I don't smoke. <laughs> That's how you spontaneously combust. Right. We already had this discussion, okay? It's not just because of a cigarette. You don't need a flame to spontaneously combust. They're going to be like, how did Tiffany die? Well, she was listening to her own voice on her podcast. <laughs> just spontaneously <laughs> combusted. Fell and knocked over a candle since she doesn't smoke and poof so no down comforters for you is what you're saying oh Oh, they're so good they are comfy yeah but they go so do i it's fine have you ever caught a down comforter on fire no but they're made of feathers and how do you don't know what kind they could be non-flammable you don't know their mom you don't know know they're down what (laughs) you don't know they're down Down feathers i I got it it just wasn't funny oh um (laughs) Non Mandy Moore, no one more. You're so luckily, actor Lou Jacoby was staying next door. He saw smoke coming out of the window and saved her life. Well, the job, entire Lou. hotel had to be acu- evacuated. The entire hotel had to be evacuated. It happened again a few years later with when an electrical short set off an alarm and she never went back. In the 1960s, Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham decided to drive his 25th birthday present, a brand new Harley Davidson motorcycle, through the lobby. Oh, don't do that. That's a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) That is what you say is a bad idea. Yeah, that's what gets her. Oh, but the motorcycle. They're fun. Uh, Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski moved out of the chateau six months before the Manson murders. Oh, no. So if they just stayed in the chateau. Oh, honey. She would not have been <laughs> so sentimental. That's what I do. In the late 60s, Sharon and Roman, a young newlywed couple who was madly in love, took up residence in the chateau. They would host parties on Friday nights, bringing together their group of friends that included Warren Beatty, Jack Nicholson, and Mia Farrow. When Tate became pregnant in 1969, the two decided to move into a proper house. She thought it would be inappropriate to raise the newborn in a hotel. That February, they found, I was about to say 1050, but it's 10050 Celio Drive, which had just been vacated. Mr. and Mrs. Polanski then went to Europe to shoot Tate's new movie. By her eighth month, she retired, retired, <laughs> decided to return to California. 
while Polanski stayed behind. Tate, her unbroined... Oh my goodness. I cannot talk today. Tate and her unborn child, uh, along with friends that they had visiting, would be victims of the brutal mur- murders by members of the Charles Manson cult. Mm. Th- that th- one gets me. Well, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, I have a yeah. Anything with yeah, kids and babies. And, nope. Yep. Continue. Tell um, me about people hanging from gutters again. I like that one. Um. Uh, nope. Okay. 33-year-old comedian John Belushi was already in bad shape by the time he checked into his bungalow in February of 1982. His aggressive drug use was already well-known around town. His wife and best friend Dan Aykroyd had attempted to get him help, but their attempts were futile. Robert De Niro and Robin Williams were among the last people to see Belushi alive. He was found unconscious in his room on March 5th, 1982. He was pronounced dead from an overdose of a speedball. Neither of you know what that is. Uh, we're have, um, two different images. I don't think one of them is correct. Okay. What are your images? The first one is him laying his head down on a pool table. No, and then nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> and breaking. No. Yeah. The second image? Cocktail of drugs. Yeah. It's when you mix heroin and cocaine. Oh, that's bad. He injected it into his arms and died in bungalow number three. In 2004, the hotel was the site of another tragic loss when Helmut Newton, a legendary fashion photographer, seemingly lost control of his car coming out of the garage and fatally crashed into a wall. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Coming out of the garage. He was coming out of the parking garage on the property and ran into a wall. Okay. It was later found that he had a heart attack and that's what caused the accident. Oh, that's bad. Poor baby. Oh, he wasn't a baby. Well, I know, but (laughs) I'd hope not. Babies aren't allowed to drive. (laughs) That's the detail you're hung up on. It is. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> All right. Lindsay Lohan shacked up at the chateau in the midst of her first drunk driving scandal. Um, she was later banned in 2012. She had been living in suite number 33 after racking up a $46,350.04 tab on cigarettes, candles, iPhone chargers, and copies of Architectural Digest. How many iPhone chargers are you going through? I mean, they get lost pretty easily. That's insanity. Even with hotel markups. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, it was in 2012, so, you know, inflation, but (laughs) okay. Yeah, I realize I still use the big charges at that point, but seriously? Right. I may be in the minority on this, but since you mentioned her name, I really hope Lindsay Lohan and Amanda Bynes get their life together because I loved them. I mean, I'm not in the minority. I absolutely want them to get their lives together, but I'm also not like invested in. Oh, I'm not invested either, but, but I would love it. to see them. You know, when you have heroes like Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore is a national treasure who will never disappoint. Anyway. And Amanda Bynes. You ate my ice cream. Mandy Moore is a national treasure who will not disappoint. <laughs> Anyways. During her public meltdown phase in September 2007, Britney Britney. Spears was temporarily banned from the chateau for smearing food on her face. Disgusting fellow diners. So I've read something (laughs) today, actually, that made me really happy about Britney Spears' breakdown. I'm going to pull it up real quick just because, like, when I read it, I was like, oh, shit. Damn. Okay. Aha. Here we go. Uh Where are you? 
talking so, about? Somebody just posted a picture of Britney shaving her head and it said witnesses say that uh, witness said that they asked Britney why she shaved her head and her response was, I'm tired of plugging things into it. I'm tired of people touching me. And then T-Pain in response to that said, that was the most beautiful thing in the world. Do you know why she was shaving her head? Because it was so important to other people. She is like, listen, don't touch my hair anymore. Stop touching my hair. People were like, we've got to make your hair before you go outside. You can't leave. She went, no, I don't have hair. What are you going to do? Uh, somebody else wrote, the older I get, the more her breakdown seems less unbalanced and more completely understandable it's because other people told you she was unbalanced at that point in your life when you didn't have life experience or wisdom to understand otherwise and then i was like oh shit it makes me want to shave my head right now because i get it <laughs> so yeah there's britney spears anyway well now you understand why she was smearing food all over her face not gonna lie i've done it but i also have a one and a half year old and we do it together so <laughs> you're not in a super fancy restaurant at the chateau maman no so, some claim that the ghost of famous celebrities such as Shambalushi. my girl Marilyn Monroe, ah. Howard Hughes, Creeper McCreeperson, and Boris Karloff and Jim Morrison have made an appearance at the Chateau. There are those that will insist the Chateau is cursed since some people who have stayed there went on to encounter terrible deaths afterwards. Bum, bum, bum. You told me we were done with the swinging from gutters but you just said jim morrison i didn't say he was swinging from gutters i said his people saw his ghost his ghost would be swinging from gutters you don't know his ghost oh i do so some of the haunts that have been reported angela bassett from american horror story asked the front desk if someone had cleaned her room in the middle of the night the front desk responded no and they told she told them the story that she had left her clothes and jewelry out of sorts before going to bed but once she awoke everything had been put away neatly and things were tidy no explanation was available other than she had a tidy ghost (laughs) i'm okay with that i am not you want to clean my dishes while I sleep? Go ahead. Go for it. Just nope. be quiet. Just don't scare the cats. You don't want a tidy ghost? I don't. I don't want any ghosts. What if you had one that like mopped your floors for you? No. And I mean, that would... Backstreet Boy songs. Creepy, but no. I don't want... Mm-mm. Leave me alone. I leave you alone. You leave me but alone. But you like ghost sex. Well, you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Never I don't know what you it. do. I'm not king shaming. <laughs> a man researching a book on the rock band The Doors. No, they're not swinging. Damn it was in his suite in a room that the band had stayed in back in the 1960s. He awoke to the sounds of a party. Once he opened the window to see where the noise was coming from, he quickly realized the noises were in his room. The noises are coming from inside the house. Right inside the bungalow. (laughs) And all around him, he was quite disturbed and left the hotel in the middle of the night. Agree, sir. That is irrational. No, these are the coolest ghosts ever. Like, hell yeah, you want to party and then clean my room? Let's do it, ghost. No. And then one woman reported that someone opened her window and got into bed with her. No. Nope. So you're going to party with me, then clean up, and then come snuggle me when I'm already in bed? You don't like to snuggle when you're asleep. I like option A. I don't like B and C. I'm not a big snuggler. But, I mean, there are worse things that ghosts could do. I mean, if I were in a room and I heard the window open and somebody climb in bed with me, I would be calling the cops and like running, screaming and... No, you don't understand. She would literally be calling the cops. She'd jump out and go, cops, (laughs) cops. Accurate, but don't judge me. Too bad the walls are soundproof. Oh God, that's terrifying. Um... Nothing. Wait, she was freaking out and decided and stayed in bed so that she would be unseen. 
<laughs> what? Dude, no. That was an attractive okay. noise. Here's the deal. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. I have been in situations where things have been going on around me where I just like, I do that little kid thing where I'm like, I'm just going to freeze and not move. <laughs> and maybe they'll think I'm still asleep and leave me alone and just ignore me. Or think you're an easy target and murder. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened, and after a while, she looked up to see that she indeed had bars on her window. She nope. then noticed that no one was in bed with her. However, the window was definitely opened. No. Don't like that. Again, there are worse things they could do than have a party or two. Room 79 is said to be the most haunted room of them all. Uh, staff try to avoid this haunted place. Ghostly sightings and activities of moving furniture, visions of ghosts knocking on the door, and even a floating head outside the window have all been reported. Nick, no. is that you? N- no, he's <laughs> nearly headless. <laughs> However, the most uh, notorious incident occurred in 1999 when a family temporarily moved into Bungalow 3 while their house was being renovated. The family's two-year-old son was often found laughing and giggling by himself. When he asked what he was laughing at, he would respond, the funny man. Nope. Later, the family was leafing through a book of celebrity guests at the chateau in the lobby, and the boy pointed to a picture of John Belushi and said, Mommy, the funny man. Nope. No. No, thank you. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Ashley, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. go on a ghost hunt so bad i mean it's a comedian ghost and what more can apparently you he was funny and not exactly Mm-mm. just sweep for me no quietly <laughs> don't disturb <laughs> Let me the sleep. Cats. don't get in bed and sweep my house please. i will i will leave the broom out and no. wash rags and all-purpose spray just please don't just put anything. it all on the island for you yeah just no i'm uncomfortable with all of that you just are jealous that you don't have a party cleaning snuggly comedian ghost. I mean, no, <laughs> zero thoughts. Went zero into that. thoughts. Yeah, no. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I needed. No, no. I'm okay with having cat hair all over my floors. Adeline usually gets it all up for me. It's fine. Actually, I give her a broom and she goes to town. She loves it, so I'm taking advantage of that while she's still into it. <laughs> you need to get her a little vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you gotta do. You let them do it while they think it's fun, and then oh, that's your chore now. Well, yeah. I don't have issues. Hell yeah. No. (laughs) You do not. That's perfect. So that is the Chateau Marmont. And if you are interested in more of the ghostly sides of things, what got me interested in this is a video from a YouTuber called Glam and Gore. And on her Halloween series, she went ghost hunting there. Huh. And it's uh, it's poopy. Chateau Marmont. I'm looking up an image of it. It's... And it, it's interesting for it to be like this glamorous top okay. of the line. I guess they're trying to keep it um, as historically similar as possible. All right. It looks like a castle. It's pretty. Hotel-ish The thing. inside looks kind of old. But I'm sure it does. Well, but that's the chateau. Cool beans. Good so, job, ma'am. We'll add that to our list. Spoopy places to go. Yeah, because remember we said at some point we're going to be bajillionaires. And we're going to go everywhere we talk about. Not that I really want to go to L.A., but I guess if we're going to go out and do the um, Winchester house. Yeah. True. Yes. We'll just do a day or two out there and go to all the haunts, all the spoopy Hollywood haunts. You guys are going to have so much fun and I'm going to be chilling by a pool. No, because you go at night, ma'am. 
I can chill by a pool in the evening. <laughs> They've got those lights in the pools. Because ghosts don't go near pools. Not the pools I'm at. <laughs> no, sir. All right. So we're going to send Tiffany all of the USA Olympic gifts and all of the ghost hunting gifts. Or yeah. we could not. But thank you so much. All of the pool monster gifts. I yeah. appreciate your time and effort, but no thanks. You remember when you were little and you used to think that sharks were going to attack you? Oh, my God. Way. I still won't swim over vents in the pool. <laughs> That's the fastest I would ever see her swim at my pool. I'm, I'm sorry. You thought sharks were going to get you? Okay. Everybody has irrational fears. I've got a couple. My irrational fear was my hair was going to get sucked into one of those. You're too smart. So <laughs> my irrational fear is that the little vents at the bottom of the pool. Okay. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I love how you say like that's your one irrational fear. No, no I said I have fears. multiple. Okay. So I used to believe... And I know this isn't the case and I don't believe it, but I still find myself swimming real fast over the vents. I used to believe that there was a mad scientist who kept sharks under there. And one day the shark was just going to finally have enough and bust through the grate and come attack everybody. So like Vector and Despi- Despicable Me. It's been a long time since I've watched that movie. Didn't he have like a big drill thing? What? Didn't he have like a drill? No, that was the Underminer. Never mind. That's in The Incredibles. Despicable Me. With Steve Carell. Banana. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Although now, thanks to Vector, I now remember exactly what a Vector is. We used to go swimming at night and we would dare people to jump into the pool over the vent and try and swim down and touch the vent and see who would actually do it. And not everyone would. I would not. Because it was booby. But I will say, walking around your neighborhood in the middle of the night as like a 13-year-old kid and jumping the fence to get into the pool was probably some of my favorite times growing up. Good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Rebels. And not sneaking cigarettes and smoking in the bathroom. Nope. No, 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 no. We would never. We'd go hide in the tunnel on the playground and jump the fence at the swimming pool. But... Well. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com, or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com. And make sure to stick around until after Tiffany says, keep a strange so lovelies to hear this week's drink break. Yes. He <laughs> <laughs> threw her off. He didn't end when it was supposed to. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon. Keep it strange, lovelies. Now listen to our friends. They are really cool. They're probably really cute. You should check them out yourself. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, an Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. We're your hosts. My name's Cortland. And I'm Brandon. And in our podcast, we take apart each episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, scene by scene, and discuss it in detail. This show is prime early 90s Canadian acting at its best, or in some cases, worst. We're here to laugh our way through seven seasons and 91 episodes. So whether you're a fan of the show, Dink. That's sad dough. No, mister. Accent on the dough. Hi, Andy. Won't you come play with me? Hey, we're just having a goof. Or experiencing it for the first time. We know there's nothing better 
than staying up all night with a scary story. <laughs>